Hello and welcome back to another wonderfully nostalgic Wednesday at Chasing Childhood. My name is Steph. And I'm Lex. And we are a weekly podcast where we revisit our childhood favorite movies and video games to see if they still hold up as adults. Happy June, everyone! Happy June! Yes! Today we are reviewing George, George, George of the Jungle! (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to our friend Kyle Baker for recommending this film. Thank you, Kyle. You are awesome as always. (laughs) Thanks, Kyle. All right, so as we usually do, we'll give a refresher of the plot and some fun facts about the making of this film. Then we'll get into our review and decide whether George of the Jungle is still just as good as when we were younger or if it falls short. Let's get into it. George of the Jungle is a 1997 American comedy film directed by Sam Wiseman and produced by Walt Disney Pictures with Mandeville Films and the Kerner Entertainment Company. The film is based on the Jay Ward cartoon of the same name and is essentially a spoof of the popular story of Tarzan. The film stars Keith Scott as the narrator, Brendan Fraser as George, Leslie Mann as his love interest, Ursula, Thomas Hayden Church as Ursula's horrible fiancé, Lyle, and it also features the voice talents of John Cleese as the ape named Ape. John Cleese, yet again, makes an appearance (laughs) in a movie that we're watching. It's so funny because John Cleese has been in so much, but I cannot get over him in Rat Race. So anytime I hear his voice, I'm like, like, he's just the best in that movie. John Cleese went from playing frogs consistently, and now he is John Cleese 8. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he's another animal. We love that for him. So George of the Jungle debuted at number two at the box office right behind Men in Black and eventually went on to gross over $174.4 million worldwide. Wow. The movie was such a box office success that it was followed by a direct-to-video sequel, but unfortunately, most of the major characters, including George, were recast. (laughs) Only Keith Scott, Thomas Hayden Church, and John Cleese reprised their roles from the original. Wow. I remember seeing the second one. I think it's on Disney Plus as well. And I got in the first two minutes and they were like, wait a second, who are you? And he's like, I'm new, George. It's so funny. Um, So they're very like aware of it. It's hilarious. They break a lot of the fourth wall. Yeah. So if you haven't had the pleasure of seeing this wild film or haven't seen it in a long time, here's a plot summary written by David Spaulding on IMDb and edited by yours truly. Wealthy heiress Ursula Stanhope treks off to Africa for an adventure and to get away from her fiancé, who ends up following her there. Ursula ventures away from her fiancé and quickly finds herself in trouble with the unfamiliar jungle. She is rescued by George, who whisks her away to his jungle treehouse. They become smitten with each other, and George returns to America with her. This time, George is bewildered by the urban jungle in San Francisco. Meanwhile, trouble ensues back in the jungle, and George must return to defeat his foes and save his animal friends. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's a really good summary. (laughs) A very simple summary, but a good summary. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Let's get into some fun facts. Let's do it. So my first fun fact is kind of mean. Brendan Fraser's personal trainer for the film actually sued him for not mentioning him in the credits. And the trainer, for the record, did not win the case and with good reason because Brendan Fraser just acts in the movie. He's not in charge of (laughs) producing it and writing the credits. Wow. So like, 
it was stupid to even sue him. And also you're his personal trainer. Like I don't credit people at the grocery store for like feeding me when I put food photos on Instagram. Like that's not a thing. The tea is scolding hot, sir. Like (laughs) what? Like, come on. That's not a thing. That is insane. You weren't even part of the movie. You were just his trainer. Like, come on. Right. And also Brendan Fraser's the one that also put in the work. So, yeah, you might have trained him, but he did everything he had to to look the way that he did. So I'm also like, unless you were actually hired by the movie team and the producers to train him. Yeah. You're basically no different than if he were working out on the reg. So, like, calm down. Calm down. Uh, What's his name from Globo Gym? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> ben from Globo Gym. <laughs> ben Stiller. <laughs> right. I'm dead. <laughs> all right. So my first fun fact is that Leslie Mann said after all the hours she spent with Brendan Fraser on set, she actually fell in love with him. And understandably so. Understandable. Yes. Later in an interview on Busy Phillips's talk show, the two actors had a George of the Jungle reunion. And Brendan Fraser said that it was impossible for anyone not to fall in love with Leslie Mann as well. However, both actors were married at the time of filming George of the Jungle, and Fraser said he remembered seeing Mann's husband, Judd Apatow, giving him the eye during filming from a bush on the side of the set. Um, also, it's funny to note that Brendan Fraser's now ex-wife was also in the film. She played one of Leslie Mann's character's friends. That's so funny. Yeah, I can understand that. It's that's, I mean, that's why you hear all the time about actors who like work on sets together, falling in love or starting to date or whatever. But also, I 100% get falling in love with Brendan Fraser. Yes, <laughs> it's, exactly. That just feels like, yeah, like, of course. <laughs> just, right. Like, why wouldn't you? He's Brendan Fraser. He's wonderful. And you see him in this film and you're like, this film, The Mummy, like he's just a wonderful human and just great looking person (laughs) yeah speaking of the mummy though it was actually after seeing this film that director steven somers considered brendan fraser for the role of rick o'connell in the mummy oh wow yeah that's really funny because they're not the same character at all (laughs) they're not even that's amazing i don't know if it was like the aesthetic that like he was like oh yeah this guy's got the face for it or if he just liked the acting or what because they're (laughs) they're very different people (laughs) but yeah it's amazing that steven summers was like this guy's been crashing into trees for two hours that's the one to be in the mummy (laughs) he needs to be in the mummy yeah no i love it i love it so much all right and then my last fun fact is that the ground in the jungle set was actually made of mashed potatoes. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew how they colored it and like made it look realistic, like a jungle ground or like like dirt. But oh my gosh, I'm guessing they just painted it brown because the whole thing was mashed potatoes. What? The... the wait. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, I'm like malfunctioning. <laughs> So, the ground that they walked on (laughs) in the whole movie was mashed potatoes. (laughs) Listen, I wasn't there. That's what IMDb told me, okay? So, it's got to be true. The internet doesn't lie. I have so many questions. (laughs) I have so many questions after this. Were they were they all just like adverse to potatoes for like a really long time after filming this? Because oh there's gosh. like a, there's a lot of scenes where they like crash into the ground or like roll around on the ground. 
Right. You know what the best part about that is? What? Now that I know Judd Apatow was giving Brendan Fraser the eye from one of the bushes, yeah. it is so much funnier to me that he actually probably got down in mashed potatoes and tried to look intimidating <laughs> to Brendan Fraser. Like a child at the Thanksgiving table. Yes. Like, <laughs> I'm like, how can you look intimidating at all and be like, stay away from my girlfriend just covered in mashed potatoes? Or like, st- <laughs> stay away from my wife, like, sir. You are the least intimidating person on the planet right now. That's so funny. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lex. Jumping right on into it. Yes. How much did we watch this as kids? Um... I think I watched this a good amount as a kid. This one, and I don't think it was Disney, but it was another funny film like this movie. Um, It was called Rocket Man. Yeah. Not the... Not the... The Elton John one? Yeah. Other than the Elton John one, it's it's another film named Rocket Man. And, like, I used to watch that film and this one a lot as a kid because they were so funny and my parents enjoyed them, too. So it was, like, a good family-friendly movie to watch with my family when I was a kid. What about you? Yeah, I think my brother and I watched this a pretty decent amount. There was a lot of parts of it when I was rewatching it that I was like, oh, I remember this or oh, I remember that. And when we get into what we were actually physically remembered from when we were kids, um, there was yeah. there was a good number of parts that I actually remembered. So I, I know that we watched it a lot. I didn't realize this much that I actually could pinpoint some some parts of it. Yeah, and we definitely quote this movie a lot. Like, anytime I get coffee, my brain obviously goes to Java, 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 like, (laughs) just automatically. It's a very quotable movie. (laughs) Yes. So, Lex, what did we actually remember about this from our childhoods? Any specific scenes that came to mind or that always stuck with you? I... uh I think Brendan Fraser in this movie was one of my earliest crushes because he was so, so hot in this movie. (laughs) I think I remember obviously the Java, Java, Java part because it's hilarious. Yeah. And then I just remember the part where the little monkey does the Tarzan call or does the George call and he yeah it's just it's adorable and obviously him hitting the tree because that's like iconic biggest running gag in this movie yeah what about you um actually ironically the thing that I remembered most about this movie was that his love interest's name was Ursula (laughs) and I don't know why that was like something that always stuck with me I think because I was also really big obviously the little mermaid yeah and her villain's name is Ursula so that just like stuck with me because that was a villain name right Kind of like how you're not going to name your kid Jafar. Like, that's a villain name. <laughs> I mean, will you? Yeah. <laughs> so it always stuck with me. And then it's actually really funny. I always remember Holland Taylor <laughs> in this. Yeah. Um, she plays Ursula's mom. I remembered her role very prominently in my head. And I don't know if it's because, like, I hated her or what. But, like, she always stuck out to me. That's hilarious. But yeah, I completely agree. She was really (laughs) memorable as well. Yeah. So I guess what was it like for us to rewatch this as adults now that we're much older and wiser? (laughs) (laughs) That's one way of saying it. Um, (laughs) Right. Like I said, there was a lot of this that I actually remembered as the movie started to go on. I was like, oh, yeah, I actually remembered this part. Like when they're standing in front of the mountain and he's like, and they looked at it with awe and they're like, awe. And he goes, no, awe, A-W. And they're like, ooh, like, I remember that. Yeah, there was there was a bunch of like little parts. Uh, when she first meets Ape, you know, George's 
quote unquote brother. Yeah. The ape named Ape. <laughs> yeah, the ape named Ape, uh, John Cleese. So creative. I remember those scenes very well. Yeah. It was just funny to go through it and be like, oh, he's going to do the thing. And then he does the thing. And I'm like, how did I remember that? <laughs> like, I have not seen this since I was probably 10 years old. Yes. Um, I don't know about you. I love films that start off with a cartoon to like get the setting together. Yeah, like Grease. Like it's it's, it's very so Grease feeling. <laughs> yeah, and I even love how um like Birds of Prey brought it brought that back, like yeah. that whole element back. And I don't know. I just love films that don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, like this film obviously knows that it's a spoof of Tarzan, yep. so they make so many jokes that not only kids can enjoy but adults as well. And yeah, it's very silly. And I honestly really miss movies that did stuff like this, like successful spoof films that are actually funny. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and funny without having to be raunchy or lowbrow or anything. They're just genuinely a good time and very entertaining without having to resort to, like, inappropriate jokes. So, like, kids can enjoy them, too, like you said. Just like how Austin Powers is a spoof of James Bond and stuff like that and how I think the last funny spoof that I ever saw was one of the haunted movies. What is it? The um, the Haunted House with the Wayans brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one and like Scary Movie. Even just like the third one. Now there's like a million of them, but like the third one was hilarious to me. And after that, yeah. they just got dumb. And I'm like, I kind of miss when spoof movies were funny and not just like so cheesy that it hurts. Yeah, agreed. I also really like how they broke the fourth wall a lot in this movie. Yeah. It felt like it was making fun of itself, which was really enjoyable. Right. Um, That was really funny to watch. You could tell that Ursula and George were in love with each other. Like, their chemistry was super off, off the, the charts. charts yeah it yeah. was awesome of course we've reviewed a few movies now where we've gone back and rewatched and said oh we didn't think these two characters had a lot of chemistry or oh you know we watched and we thought that these two characters actually could have been paired up with xyz person and this is one of those movies where i was like no they were actually very well paired together i thought that their chemistry looked really great together yeah the building of their relationship all made sense to me so yeah i, I enjoyed it a lot I also definitely. I mean, he's supposed to be the bad guy, but I could not stand Lyle. I could not stand him. Oh my goodness, me either. Just the whole fact that he was trying to mansplain everything just irked the crap out of me and how like yeah, inherently racist he was towards the towards the porters, which I mean, I love how they get him back. How they're like, "Oh yeah. You think we're dumb? We got you." Yeah. I love that. I love that he was trying to do like all of the garbage tropes about things. And they were like, actually, we're not only smarter than you, but more advanced and better than you in like every aspect possible. And I was like, oh, I love this. (laughs) That part with the with the Polaroid camera is iconic. Yes. When he's like, here's a present (laughs) from America. This is how you use it. And one of and one of the travel guides, they call him the porters in the movie. He pulls out his camera and he's like, it's got nothing on a 35 millimeter meter and stuff like that it's so funny super advanced digital camera that he like pulls out of yes. his pocket and he goes actually I like the resolution on mine better and also there's some dirt on your on your lens right. if you'd like me to clean and it. he says I have the equipment <laughs> to clean it off too would you like me to give it to you <laughs> also that part made me hurt so badly because do you remember as a kid how much Polaroid camera film was 
It was a lot. It's still a lot. Polaroids are expensive. Yeah. So, yeah, I just remember as a kid, my mom being like pissed whenever we used most of the Polaroid film. Yeah. For like something stupid because they were so expensive. Like now they're a little bit easier to come by because it's retro, quote unquote retro now. But I was like cringing. I was like, this is so expensive. How is he going to get more film? Like, it's horrible. Yeah. Well, he seems very wealthy. But yeah. Yeah. Polaroid cameras as a kid are so cool. They're still cool. They're awesome. You get a, yeah. you have a, a physical, like, that's the thing. We're going to go off on a tangent right now, guys. Sorry about this. Yes. But that's the thing about phones versus physical pictures. It's like, yes, I could take a photo on my phone and also have the instantaneousness of it. But there's something about being able to take a picture and actually have a physical object to hold in your hand, like a physical version of that image to hold. And you could print it off your phone and do it that way. But like, there's just something inherently joyful about taking a photo and then immediately having access to it in your hand. Like, I don't know how to describe it other than that. Right. And maybe Polaroids are what started our instant gratification like, yeah. <laughs> disease that all millennials have now where we just want everything at once. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Polaroid. But <laughs> you've created monsters. Right? <laughs> but also I'm going to like buy another one of you in a week. So <laughs> just created a bunch of monsters. One thing I thought was hilarious while researching the background of this film, Frank Welker, who voiced, we brought him up a few times, he voiced Fred Jones in the Scooby-Doo series and yeah. a bunch of other like iconic voices. He voiced the lion in this movie. How does he do that? Because he also voiced Abu <laughs> in both the cartoon and live action Aladdin. Yes, so like and the Cave of Wonders. Sir. Wait, he voiced the Cave of Wonders? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you find out you can make these noises? I don't know. <laughs> like, just the range, sir. To go from the deep voice of the Cave of Wonders to a monkey, yes. to a lion, to like Fred Jones. I'm, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> Ugh. I can't even. I can't I'm even. like Frank Welker. <laughs> Give that man... The president. (laughs) Give him the presidency. (laughs) Give him the whole president. (laughs) Give him the whole office of the president. He deserves it. I love it. Um, I love the relationship between Ursula and George. Yeah, agreed. I think they're so cute. And I love how they... uh, at one point, they exchanged their quote-unquote lucky charms and yeah. stuff. So, like, <laughs> Ursula has a little ring that she kept from when she was, like, 10 years old. And George has an alligator tooth that he pulled and, like, kept. Yeah. Which I thought was adorable. But I also was thinking to myself, how lucky is Ursula's good luck charm in reality? Yeah. Because... <laughs> Okay, so Ursula, she has this lucky charm, and she's engaged to Lyle, who's horrible. She gets lost in the jungle and has to be saved from a lion. Like, how lucky is your your ring, really? Because then she gives it to George, and George has to go through all this stuff. Like, he makes it back to Africa after she gives it to him. And he, like, has to fight off the poachers and Lyle and his whole, what did he call it? Like, a cult that he joined. (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) Ursula's lucky charm needs to be burned. Yeah, it's not that lucky, honey. Right. It's not that lucky. Not that, not not that, I don't think it's working for you. I think you need to reconsider what your lucky charm might be. (laughs) (laughs) It was was really funny. She was like, this is my lucky charm. Yet everything I've done up to this point has been crap. Like, (laughs) yup, yup, exactly. Also, anyone who poaches animals deserves a special place in hell. Oh, 100% agree. That is 
horrible. Yeah, poachers, honestly, I also agree, like, big game, like, if you hunt big game animals, especially ones that are endangered, you also are garbage, like, just leave them alone. Let them be. Yeah. There's no reason. Just let them be. Um, yeah, no, I did kind of enjoy, though, the the two henchmen. <laughs> At least when they, like, first came on the scene, they were so funny. Yeah. When you watch a movie like this, they make it so explicitly clear who <laughs> the bad guys are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the jump. Like, they don't even try to make it, like, a surprise. No. You see... Everybody else all prepared for like, you know, a safari and exploring in the wilderness and they all look normal. Then you have Lyle, who's very clearly going to be the spoiled brat fiance. Like you can already tell just but from what, what he's wearing, like all of that. Yeah. And, and he, <laughs> they pan over and Lyle's like, and I got these two guys to help me. And you pan over and they're wearing leather, all black. In the jungle. jungle. And one of them has an accent, like a, like a shady, like yes. mobster accent. When they first came on scene, I laughed so hard because I was like, they could not have done a better job of indicating who the bad guys are. Right. And they are like they're what they're doing is horrible, obviously, because they're trying to poach the the animals and like they they start going after George's elephant for the ivory. And then they hear apes speak and they're like did that monkey just speak? (laughs) They want to take him back to become famous for show business and use him and all that. Um, So they're obviously horrible people with like their whole scheme. Right. But they are hilarious. I thought they were so funny. Yeah. The way that they were portrayed. Oh yeah, absolutely agree. And then Lyle, like we hate Lyle, obviously, but even he's really funny during certain parts. Like I love the unusual suspects. Part where like so Lyle shoots George during one part and George gets flown back to San Francisco with Ursula and the porters are in the police station and they're like show us which guy it like shot George and so they're panning over and it's like it's all these people and then there's Lyle and he stands out so bad and they're just laughing so hard it was hilarious they were like that's him yeah and then he's like. And then he goes, who, me? And they all just throw their heads back and they're like, ah! <laughs> like, it's so funny. And then the end when he, like, kisses a gorilla. When yes. he's, like, married to a gorilla. It's so, it's priceless. Yeah, it's super funny because he's, he was a bad guy in one of the Spider-Man movies. He was, like, the Sandman. And that's how I, think I in remembered the third him. one, yeah. Yeah, that's how I remembered him because I was, like that guy has, he's like a bad guy in something. And I went and looked it up and I was like, oh my God, he's, yeah. he's in the Spider-Man movies. I think it was the original, um, Tobey Maguire, Toby one. Maguire ones. Yeah. He was the bad guy. Yeah. And I was like, it's super funny. Cause he's very like rugged and scary and you know, dark in that one. And then in this, he's like, oh yes. Like we smoke cigars and we wear our product. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like the duality of man. <laughs> yes. And I think, I think in Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire, I think they actually make a callback to George of the Jungle. They do! It's so funny. (laughs) But I think the last thing that I saw him in was Easy A, because he was the teacher in that movie. Yeah, he sure was. Yeah, I'm wondering your take on this. Do you think this is better than Tarzan? Um, no. I don't think it's better than (laughs) Tarzan. I I, I don't even know why I had to think about that. I don't think it's better than Tarzan. One, because... Phil Collins on the Tarzan soundtrack is unbeatable. <laughs> Two, because this is a spoof of Tarzan. So, like, yeah. the original source material has to be good enough that it's worth spoofing. Yeah. 
so I don't know the the original Tarzan is like so good to me like it's we'll probably cover yeah. it at some point but like it's so good so yeah I don't like this one more but I like this one a lot yeah so do you think if Phil Collins made this made the soundtrack <laughs> for George of the Jungle that you would change your mind <laughs> I'm gonna be really honest with you yes <laughs> like <laughs> Phil Collins sways me very strongly in one direction or another <laughs> right I'm like, that is so accurate. <laughs> what about you? Do you like this better than Tarzan? Um, I think they're very close to each other. I would put Tarzan a little bit above this. Because like you said, it's the original. And the storyline is so good in Tarzan. And it's it's very serious. But it's also um, so prominent. Like the love story in it is so prominent. And it's so cute. And like, this movie's really good. But I, I don't know. I just prefer Tarzan better. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I like this as a comedy, which is what it is. It's it's a spoof. It's supposed to make you laugh and smile. And Tarzan's supposed to make you think and feel love and, and dance because Phil Collins is the best. So, yeah, yeah, definitely agreed. Yeah, I would say Tarzan's, Tarzan's better. But there were a lot of parts in this that I really liked, though. Like, the um, I like the whole idea of... Tarzan having to go to Ursula's jungle after Ursula goes to Tarzan's jungle and like they kind of swap yeah swap experiences and it's really it's a lot of fun how they're both really out of their element and um, have to learn all these new things yeah I think I like that they actually showed what would happen if he went to you know more civilized society and yeah how that kind of mirrored how she was out of her element you know in his world and he was out of his element in her world yeah. and you know I, I I like when they do stuff like that I always enjoy when films take that approach right and they both had to learn to adjust because of how much they cared for each other and right I do love the Lion King ending how they hold up their baby on Pride Rock it's hilarious <laughs> And then after that, when Ape has his musical number and you see the poachers inside yes. the tree, it's it's a lot of fun. So good. I thought the dad in this movie was hilarious. I absolutely love him. I love how like how quiet and reserved he was. Yeah. He just he, and he just dealt with Ursula's mom. Oh, yeah. But he's actually played by a famous person's dad. And I was shocked when I heard about this. He's played by Matthew Perry's dad from Friends. Oh, wow. Yeah, so his name is John Bennett Perry, and he's Matthew Perry from Friends' dad. Huh, that's super funny. I was like, what? How is... Like, they look nothing alike. They look nothing alike. <laughs> <laughs> like, not at all. That's so funny. Wow. I mean, clearly comedy runs in the family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But his is more subtle. <laughs> like, yeah, much more subtle. <laughs> but yeah, I thought their whole dynamic was hilarious. Because I mean, how many couples do you see that are older where one of them's outgoing and like loud and the other one's just very reserved and quiet? Yeah. But still like <laughs> comments on everything. Yeah. Um, I also loved her friends. How Ursula's friends are just drooling over George when she brings him back. And I was like, oh. Same. Girl, like, same. I also love that one of them was like his wife at the time. Yes. So. <laughs> like, could you imagine being on set and just like the whole scene is you have to stare at 
George and like longingly and then you're right next to his wife in real life. Yeah, yeah. Or like just to be his wife, like having to do that on set. If Tyler were in this role, I would be doing the most. Like I would fully <laughs> embarrass him. I'd be doing so much. Like That is too funny. I think my... My main note from this film is that everyone should communicate through bongo gram. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that was amazing. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> like, screw telephones, screw cell phones, screw texting, send a bongo gram ASAP. <laughs> we don't have pigeons here. We don't have smoke signals. Like, we are bongo gram people. <laughs> yes. Screw messages in bottles, bongo grams only. <laughs> what other obscure things can we think of? to send a message (laughs) (laughs) no airplanes in the sky yeah (laughs) no blimps (laughs) (laughs) i love this oh my gosh it's so good i enjoyed this movie a lot so (laughs) yeah same it's so much fun to rewatch honestly Yeah, absolutely. It's also a good movie to watch if, like, you and your friends are just chilling and, like, you guys are just hanging out and you want to watch something kind of mindless in the background and not think. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one if you just want some quick laughs. Exactly. And don't have to think too hard about what the jokes are or, like, I don't know. All the jokes hit in my opinion like it's not like yeah they try to make some stupid joke and it just falls flat it's it's very cute and also super kid friendly my niece who's three years old you've heard her on Maya's Corner she loves this movie she watches it so much and she just laughs it's it's great it's cute yeah it's it's good for everybody it's I hate to say it because this is so cliche but like it's great for all ages it's a family family movie movie. bring your parents (laughs) Bring your grandparents. Bring your newborns. (laughs) Do you think there's anything we could change about this movie to make it better? Is it even possible to make this movie any better? Um, I don't know that there's anything that I didn't like to the point that we need to fix this and it'll make the movie better. I think everything kind of worked for me for the most part. I don't know. Maybe something that like I enjoyed that I would like to see more of maybe. Right. Uh, maybe more about Ape, I think, what his background was or like how he right. really became so educated Yeah, and he was able to talk and all that. I think maybe more of that. But other than that, I don't think there's anything I'd change. What about you? I don't really think so. I think the only thing that I would have liked to see more of is maybe Ursula's parents and why Ursula's mom was so adamant about having Ursula marry Lyle because... The whole movie, she's just kind of, like, forcing Ursula's hand and, like, trying to force her into marrying Lyle. Right. And really, the only reason they gave is because he's rich. And it's like, okay, is there any other reason? Because obviously, you guys have money, too. You know? So, yeah. It just, it kind of didn't really make any sense. Um, She... Yeah. I mean, and even she said, like, oh, this is just a fling in the jungle. And... Ursula's like no I love him like so it kind of didn't make any sense and I would have loved to see more of her character because I thought she was hilarious yeah agreed yeah and really that was it I kind of I saw that there were three deleted scenes from this movie and I kind of wish that I had seen like a few of them because I love George in San Francisco and apparently there was a few scenes where like he went to the mall or like something like that and I was like okay like I would have loved to see more of him struggling with modern life in San Francisco you know I thought that was hilarious yeah agreed 
other than that, I thought this film was pretty seamless and I love how it wasn't boring in any parts. Like I was entertained the entire time and I think this movie was like two hours long. Yeah, it's it's pretty long for a Disney film. Yeah, it wasn't slow or boring during any parts. So I was like, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, like it's it's rare that you find a movie that stays entertaining the entire time. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's I don't know. Like I said, it doesn't take itself seriously. It's cute. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's a good time (laughs) if you want to be entertained. Exactly. So I guess let's get into our critic ratings then. Let's do it. As for critic ratings, George of the Jungle received a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb, a 56% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 41% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and 3 out of 5 stars on Common Sense Media. Wow. Wow. People did not like this. That feels really low. It feels so low. People did not like it. (laughs) That is so, like, I'm, like, shocked. I'm speechless. I'm, like, how is... 41% audience score? Yeah. I thought that would have been like double of that. Like 82%. Yeah, I guess it goes with the territory of like not everyone enjoys spoof movies and um, not everybody enjoys caricature movies or movies where they're making fun of especially something as beloved as Tarzan where everybody's like obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, So not everybody likes it, which I get. Like we can see here 40% of people or I guess even on Rotten Tomatoes, that's like 56% of, you know, critics liked it and only 41% of the audience. So like almost half. Almost. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, it's like a 50-50. Like, I could see how I would enjoy this, but I could see totally how Tyler would be like, this is dumb. Yeah. I think it depends. You could, like, if you picked out in a crowd, I think half of them would be like, yeah, I love it. And half of them would be like, I don't care for that. Right. So, I get it. I get it. I got you. I mean, I guess. (laughs) I guess. We just enjoy fun. So, like, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry for enjoying ourselves, critics. Yeah. Sorry for having a great sense of humor. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Take notes. So for our reviews, we're going to rate this film on a scale of A plus to F minus. A plus means this film is wildly fun. It's severely underrated and it's hilarious. Meta humor never gets old. Or F minus meaning this film is painfully average, underwhelming, and the only thing funny about this film is how many plot holes it has. Based on this scale, what would you rate George of the Jungle? I think I would give this a an A minus. Um, I really love this movie. I think it's hilarious. I think it's awesome. I don't know. I think actually I'll give it an A because I love this movie and I will definitely be rewatching this a bunch of times, but, um, it's not my favorite favorite. It's obviously not the best movie on the face of the earth, which I feel like if a movie is really, really spectacular, it should get an A plus. Yeah. Um, so I'll give it an A. That's fair. I will give it a B plus. Ooh. Just because I liked it a lot. Don't get me wrong. Liked and it, it doesn't lot. have B Phil Collins. <laughs> it, does, it does not have Phil Collins. I liked it a lot. I thought it was cute. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. I'm giving it a B plus because I like to reserve the A category for things that I would continue to watch on my own in the future or would rewatch specifically because it's a comfort movie. So I try to keep the A category for that. I don't know that this is something I would rewatch like if I were sad one day or just needed comfort. Like George of the Jungle wouldn't be like my first thought. Okay. And it wouldn't be something that I think I would 
pick out for myself at random of like, what am I going to watch today? Like, I wouldn't just like right. be like George of the Jungle. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not good. It's a great movie. I highly recommend if you've never seen it to watch it. It's just not something that I would constantly rewatch, if that makes sense. I got you. And I, I feel like this movie um, is one of those where you can go a while without seeing it. And yeah, and not think about it. Um, yep. But I mean, scrolling through Disney Plus, I'll be like, oh my gosh, George of the Jungle, and then put it on, you know, like, but it, I wouldn't go on Disney Plus just to watch George of the Jungle. Exactly, exactly. If you saw it or somebody reminded you of it or suggested it, it would be like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll watch this. Yeah. But it's not something that I think I would specifically go out of my way to look up and rewatch. I got you. So if you don't already follow us on social media, we're on Instagram at Chasing Childhood Podcast and on Facebook at Just Chasing Childhood. We post polls, memes, announcements, you name it. So give us a follow to stay updated. And also, if you want to rewatch George of the Jungle, it's on Disney Plus right now. So go rewatch it and let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. And be sure to rate this channel on whatever listening platform you're using to tune in. We appreciate any and all feedback. We really do. This helps us keep our channel on track and like find out what people want to hear. So um, (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Thanks, guys. See you next week. See you next week.